0: Welcome to the real estate marketing podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The real estate marketing podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors and real estate entrepreneurs. The real estate marketing podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience of listeners. Purpose number two, Jenna, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Jenna Harris-Hernandez. She has been a top 1% real estate agent and the founding agent of Inc. 1000 investment firm in her 10 years in the real estate industry. She is a somewhat reluctant real estate coach. And fell into coaching when a top 50 real estate company asked her to come coach their agents. After hundreds of coachings and creating systems for agents that help them become top 1% themselves, Jenna has decided to share her findings from these coaches, from these coachings within the industry. Ultimately, it's time for agents and business owners to stop owning a job and get their life back by learning how to own a business. Join her at the Real Estate Agent Flex to learn more. And you can find out more about that on Facebook by looking up Jenna Harris Hernandez on Facebook or the Real Estate Agent Flex on Facebook. Jenna, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: You're welcome. So Jenna, we went over your bio and the thing that jumped out to me immediately was um, that you said you wanted. It's a, a reluctant coach. So before we get into that, that's what I would like to talk about because I've I've had like some some of that myself. But before we get into that, I want you to take us on a journey. Tell us your story and how you got to where you got to today.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I'm happy to do that. So mm-hmm. if I were to tell you, uh, I, there's two parts of the story, and okay. I think it'll help you know why I'm passionate about this. Okay. I'm so passionate about helping people understand the mindset skill set and tool set that it takes to start owning a business and stop owning a job. Um, And that goes directly back to my story. So on paper, my story looks something like came to Dallas, Fort Worth, started college, got my degree here, went straight into high ticket sales, did really awesome. Uh, But I was about 22, 23, went into real estate at 25. And that was a little over 10 years ago now. And um had no clue what I was doing. I had no SOI. All the things that a lot of people start with, I did not have. No knowledge of real estate.
0: What's <laughs> SOI? Tell us what SOI.
1: Yes. Experiment. So I did not have a corporate job that I came out of or a marketing strategy. I knew nothing. I had never leased a property without a roommate. I was clueless. So in the first about 18 months, I the big takeaway that I think I learned in that first 18 months was the difference between a mentor and a trainer. I had a mentor, which was there to catch me when I fell and give me wise advice, but I had no training and I struggled. Uh, I was not one of those people that took off like a lightning bolt. And I feel like a lot of coaches like my first year I sold 500 houses and, you know, also got eight hours of sleep a night. BS um that was not my story i struggled and um i did not know how to own a business i didn't even know how to own a job okay which we're going to talk more about that later but uh about the two year mark i started to understand how to can to communicate i took my previous high ticket sales and i brought it into real estate and i finally started getting systems in place which we'll talk about here too that helped me just get in front of more people. And ultimately what led to my success the first go around uh, within that two to like three year mark was just working harder and being excellent at conversion uh, and just working harder. So the two though, that's a recipe for burnout. And um, within that first two and a half, three years, I really was like, I want to learn how to invest. How can I learn how to invest in real estate? Well, I'm going to work for investors and I'll figure it out. So I actually met a real estate investor. I became their founding agent. We took off in two years flat. We, we hit Inc 1000. We were in 20 different states. I was working multiple. I was training acquisitions teams. I was it, it was it was crazy. So we took off like lightning. By then I'm top probably half a percent in the entire country for GCI. Number of deals closed and learn just backwards and forwards. Um, I love investing. It's probably one of the best, it, it, it is one of the best investments in the world, and it's also the best exit strategy. I own a business, I own real estate. It's an amazing exit strategy. So I took off, but I found out um, that my partners, were, they did not align right with my level of integrity. When we had been together for about two and a half, three years, they had changed. Money had changed them and I found out about it. And in two weeks I left. And at this time I had a one-year-old kid and I was the provider for the household. And I was like, holy crap. I have to start over again. Cause I'm the kind of person, I'm not taking clients with me. I'm not doing that shady stuff. And at this time I had tons of staff members that I was paying their overhead. And I was like, okay, Where do I go from here? (laughs) Um, So I started over, and I hit top one percent again in two years. Uh, This time I was more kind of in the residential. We had like a a a form of a residential model of a real estate model combined with an investment model, which we'll kind of talk about here later if y'all want to get into that. And um, it served me really well, but markets shift mm-hmm and the market shifted real hard and I was like oh my gosh I have to shift with this I have to pivot because what I am doing right now like the investment deals that were out there and everyone in the entire world I'm in Dallas Fort Worth, Texas came to Dallas forward Texas to do real estate the Chinese the Russians the Japanese like everybody was buying real estate here and then all the locals everybody came here and what used to be easy to find i couldn't find anymore so long story short at this point i'm like totally burnt out my kiddo is only a few years old i've missed a lot of his growing up because i'm just working harder not smarter i am like oh my gosh and here i am the market shifting again and covid's about to hit i didn't know this at the time and i've got to start not over at this time i have a high level of skill set i'm awesome at sales and conversion i have a team i've built a business but i didn't know how to remove myself from the business and it was it was just crazy so i'll kind of go back that on paper this is the third business i built that's top one percent right well then i did it again and hit top one percent again within two years and build a fourth business and this is like the model that i found shifts with any market and I ain't ever changing. It. <laughs> um, and it's a combination of working with investors and residential real estate agents. We have a beautiful ecosystem. And I'm happy to challenge that, but all the lessons that I have learned along the way. So if I were to tell you that shiny bio, it sounds pretty good. Um, in the last couple of years, I've done hundreds of real estate coachings and it's, it's revealed a lot to me, but behind the scenes of all that success, in the last especially not the last three years I've had to do a lot of work on my mindset um I had drive I had skill set I developed the skills that it took to be successful in real estate during those seven years but I still didn't know how to own a business and I had not developed my mindset correctly and so by the time I'm at that seven years with a young kid was health problems i started developing a neurological disorder and i couldn't not sleep anymore and i couldn't work harder anymore i was like for my kid who i missed a lot of his growing up and for my own health and my mental stability i have got to figure out how to work this as a business and i've mm-hmm. got Remove myself from a lot of the things that I was doing every day. Um, so that—that's kind of the story up to today. But ultimately, uh, there's a shiny side and there's a really dark side of my story. And that dark side that was—it was so behind the scenes. I was so owned by my business. All of my friendships oh. were suffering. My mental state was suffering. I had terrible anxiety and depression. Um, missed a lot of my son growing up and I had money in the bank, but I had no joy. I was severely depressed. And of course my marriage suffered. And, and you know, that's a two way speak, which we've worked through that. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> but like, you, know, you have to get real because a lot of coaches, they don't talk about that stuff. They just talk mm-hmm. about the shiny stuff. And they talk about the glam mm-hmm. and the closings and the cars and all this other crap. Well, you know what? Like, you only get to live once. And when I got diagnosed with my neurological disorder. They all, they thought it was actually cancer first, a centimeter a half away from my heart. And it totally changed my mindset. Thank God it wasn't cancer, but it totally changed. Holy my mindset. And I was like, I cannot wait anymore to figure out how to remove myself from this business and actually live my dad's life instead of being owned by this business. I don't care about the money. I just hit this one. I don't care about the money. I care about people in my life and I, I can impact on other people. And that's it. And, you know, thankfully the money has continued to come, but I've been able to build systems and things that have been able to help support freedom of my time and my finances which
0: is what i'm all about thank, thank you for sharing that i was having a conversation just yesterday actually with one of my um clients and he talked about sim- similar to what you're talking about like how all of the coaches and the people you see online it's like oh i got into real estate and i hit the ground running i brought 100 units on the first year and it's like a lot of people are like, I can't identify with that. I just want like five units or two units or something like that. I just want $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month. And um, I, it really made me start to think like, yeah, he's actually right. Like not a lot of people want that entire thing. They just want like a small change here and there to, you know, and then maybe they'll start to think about that and become more ambitious. So uh, you mentioned a lot of things. I don't want to go deep on some of these things. So one of the things that I want to uh, talk about is you got a lot. I, I would like to talk about a lot of this, but, um, <laughs> since, since we mentioned, like, I want to hear you talk about, you talk about earlier, you talk about uh, a coach and a trainer. And then I also want to like, I want to know where a mentor fits into that. Right. Cause those are like three different labels. And I want to hear you talk about each of those.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, when I first started real estate, this is, mm-hmm. I feel like things are best told in stories. I mm-hmm. met most amazing people and they were my real estate mentors. Mm-hmm. But it was this, hey, keep a positive attitude. And they were my brokers at the time. It was a very small brokerage out west of Fort Worth and great people. So I love them. Still in contact with them off and on to today. But there was not a framework to success at all. I didn't even know that I needed a like supra key at the time I used these little black keys to like with numbers on them to get into houses. And somebody who's like, way younger than me is gonna be like, that's old. (laughs) Whatever. But um, so I didn't even know that I needed one on my first showings. I didn't know how to generate leads. Like it was legit set up like a 1980s office where you did phone time. And if someone happened to call in, you got the lead, you know, which is okay. But there was no framework or step-by-step accountability towards success. But they told me lots of great things. And they did pour into me in terms of like mindset. And they were kind. And I feel like a mentor is there kind of also a good mentor, I feel like, is there for almost like the 360 of your life. They're there they're, when, you know, your mom gets cancer, which I can talk about that because that's happened to me in the last 10 years. They're there when you and your husband are not able to see eye on something. They're there when you need business advice. They're they're there in a different way. It's like a 360 approach and it's a catch you when you fall, right? Um. um it's, it, and training is... This is a system. This is a framework. Step by step, you are held accountable, and there's actually a track toward an end goal. With mentorship, it's almost this three sixty approach of, okay, you want to talk about this today? Okay, it's almost like I don't want to say glorified therapy, but it it is that in a way. Experience trainer though has a system. They know that it works and you can and be led toward an end goal that is clear and it is concise. I think that for me was huge. So a lot of new agents and inexperienced agents when you're out there looking for advice find somebody who is willing and willing to pay for it. Can I just say that like well, I have paid So tens of thousands of dollars for coaching. And even if you take one thing away that pays you back for that investment, it is so worth it. And I'm talking to all the coaches out there, okay, like on all the agents, talking about all the coaching programs, find real training that takes you where you need to go and be willing to pay for it because that's what I did. And that really started to change my life and my finances. my mindset. So training and also a coach, I feel like too, they have the systems, have the training, but I feel like I am more meant to be coach. I dig really deep with people when I'm on a one-on-one with them. And not only do we dig deep, but I'm not always a trainer. I'm like, here's the system. They show you the way they hold you accountable. The coach is like, I'm going to get in your face. And sometimes tell you to get off your ass. Because, sorry, I don't know if there's cursing love on this show You're fine. No. Um, I'm, I'm like, fine. because that is love, in my opinion. That's really taking, like digging deep and working through this stuff. Like I've, I've worked with people before, um, just last week. And as she was telling me stuff. I could see these patterns and these certain words that she kept using when I said, when you were a child, and I I'm I, I, this is this is deep, I was like, did you always feel like you had to be responsible for every person and everything in your life? That's what a coach does. And they, because sometimes there are roadblocks that will always, always, always keep you stuck until you have someone say, there's your roadblock you have to remove that first because if your mindset stuck in one place you're never going to be able to be as successful as you could be until that roadblock is dug out there's a flashlight on it and you can work through that stuff and then get past it get through it and then start to layer on mastery um does that make sense
0: it does make sense and um I would like to hear from you because you 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 talked about like we're talking about mindset i'm going to go into that like a little bit later but i want to go into one specific thing about mindset right so um i want to hear from you like how you shifted the right mindset because one of the things that you said like one of the one of the best things that i've ever done was i went out and i start hiring coaches right Um, I want to know, like, how you shift, how you get in that proper mindset, because some people like the majority of people, they don't understand, like, I should go hire a coach and that coach is going to help me achieve. And even if I get one specific thing, like what you're saying, it was worth the coaching. So can you help us understand, like, how to get in and understand that proper mindset? Like, take us on your journey. What led you to? Hey, you know what? I would benefit from a coach. So let me go find a coach. Mm
1: -hmm. So I feel like when it first occurred to me was I okay, let me back up. I believe that to be really successful, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from and no matter where you're trying to go, you have to have self-awareness. You must have self-awareness and there, there are some people that I've not been able to help very much because they will refuse to look in the mirror and admit that there are gaps. Mm-hmm. And I will not accept those people into my coaching program. And the reason I know this is because I've had those gaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had to look at myself in the mirror and become self-aware enough to be like, and I'll share something really personal with you. Is that is that cool? I'm like, yes, this is my um, I am ADHD. I'm OCD. I suffer from anxiety and depression. I have since I was nine years old. I got all the crap <laughs> wrong with me <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm just a normal person out there
0: I'm, I'm ADHD too so I appreciate you sharing that that's one of the things that I really really drive home because most people a lot of people like to say that they have it and it's not really true like I have like medical records to verify that I legitimately had like that okay. so I appreciate I you for my
1: poor mom <laughs> so God bless mom um anyway so self-awareness like I have you know all of these things wrong with me right air quote but really anything can be overcome so this self-awareness idea i have perfectionism syndrome which is really more of a mental state and that started when my anxiety and depression started because of a traumatic event in my childhood at nine years old this is literally how far back i had to go to fix this stuff i was like when did i start thinking this way about myself and thinking that I had no worth. And, and then how have I projected, you know, trying to be perfect and live up to all these standards that I've set for myself on other people. And so part of my journey to self-awareness was going a long way back and figuring out my big roadblock. But an example of that that I'll share is um, um, I started noticing, and this might make me emotional, um, that when I would go watch my son in taekwondo, that he would doubt himself. And he would look over his shoulder and see, I used to be a professional athlete. I don't look like it anymore, but I did. Okay. So I kind of, and I've taken a little bit of martial arts and my husband's a martial artist. Um, and so I noticed that he would look over his shoulder at me during class. And he would be less confident and he would screw up when I was there because I was coaching from the sidelines. So, oh, oh, get this shoulder down, you know, whatever. And I was harming his self-confidence by projecting perfectionism onto him. I was trying to make him be perfect and I was harming him and his level of self-confidence and his ability to focus and improve. By projecting my own damn problems onto my kid. And I was like, I cannot believe that I am doing that. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, Jenna, that's wrong. And where does this come from? And I had to work through that. And I had to go back and also realize I've held myself to impossible standards over the years, which is why I've been burnt out 10,000 times and probably likely developed a neurological disorder because of it from constant fight or flight. So self-awareness is the key to success. Once you are aware, um, and that requires you to be humble, and it requires you to prioritize and value your success and being uncomfortable more than you value comfort and staying where you're at does that make sense so that's
0: yes very- ma'am um, it does and um I, I appreciate that you shared uh how because i don't think we look at it that way right like perfectionism and how it's harmful mm-hmm. uh so you mentioned like you're harming your child and i think like this is a story that's going to stick with me because like now you're harming someone else when you do that, right? Like you're no longer, like, I don't think people look at it as harming themselves, which they are, but when you start to harm someone else from it, like that really like sticks, especially someone that you love and care about. So like when, and I always tell people, look, you're thinking about being perfect and you don't want to get your message out there and you don't think you can help people, you're taken away from people because they miss out on your messaging. They miss out on your chance to help them because you're so worried about yourself. Right. And that is like kind of a phantom loss, but you have like a direct harm that you was harming your child. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it will identify with some people to understand like, listen, when you're trying to be perfect and you're thinking about perfection and all that stuff, you're harming people and you're taking away from them. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to piggyback off your original question, which was how Mm -hmm. do you really need a coach? Admitting that you have gaps. And that means you have to be self-aware enough to know that you do have gaps. And I think part of that comes from just learn start start that's the lowest hanging fruit is just start listening to people and for the love of anything whatever for the love of all good you, just, you don't always have to do it some reinventing of the wheel like go learn from other people listen to podcasts like this um find people that challenge you if you are not listening to people or reading things or going to classes that challenge you, it's a pretty dang good sign that you are totally fine staying exactly where you're at forever or moving backwards. Like you have to get uncomfortable and be willing to learn. And if you just get out there and start listening to somebody, before you turn on a podcast maybe even say to yourself, okay, universe, I believe in God, but if you don't universe, karma, whatever it is that you believe in, tell me what i'm supposed to learn from this today and help me to be open-minded about the gaps in my mindset skill set tool set that i might need to find in this and right there you're admitting hey maybe there's one little thing that i can grab onto, pull myself up to the next level with this content that i'm consuming i mean that's a great place to start sorry my chair is all squeaky (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. So so one of the things that you mentioned and that um, I see with a lot of people is like challenging, right? People, oh, but that person might not have my best interests at heart. Or I've dealt with people in the past and they've given me bad information or wrong information. So how do you determine like what information you listen to and how do you determine like what's healthy, like what's healthily? challenging someone to grow and become a better person versus like someone tearing you down or breaking you up like what's your insights on that
1: oh yeah no i i totally agree i well one thing all right you're going to make me get into something deep here <laughs> one thing that i have seen over mm-hmm. the years i'm 35 now i on 36 is the people who do not have I, I will say there's bad information out there and there are some people mm-hmm. who are tearing you down and um that's been a part of my journey too setting healthy boundaries with people and saying no no and no it's like my favorite word um anyway so that's been that's a part of it you do need to separate um people who are harming you from people who are helping you but guys there's a really fine line if it's all you hear from today this could change your life there is a fine line between just sticking around people who tell you that you're perfect already and tell you everything you want to hear and somebody who's challenging you to be better. And there it. I, I've seen that over the years. I, I cut somebody out of my life because, you know, they told me this, that, or the other. You know, maybe they should have been cut out of your life. But for example, when I was a little girl, my dad told me, and I literally think about this sometimes because it was true my dad loved me and well, he said, Jenna, your mouth is going to be the key to your freedom or it is going to drag you down to the depths of hell. (laughs) Because I always use words in like, as a way to express myself. And sometimes when I was younger, I could get ugly and really lash out Um, and say horrible, hateful things to people, which it's been years and years and years and years since I've done um, anything like that. I was, I was a kid. Sometimes kids say that. But that stuck with me over the years. That if if somebody has said that to me as an adult, and truly they love me, and they have proven to me that they love me, I need to listen to that feedback, and I need to examine it. So, so a lot of times, if somebody tells me something, um, I take a minute to examine it. I don't, I don't want to be the kind of person that if somebody gives me feedback, that's hard to hear. Okay. Um, I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, no, I refuse to, to examine I'll be like, okay, you called me, um, rough around the edges, I am rough around the edges. Am I actually rough around the edges or do you give people a perception that I'm rough around the edges? I'll examine it. I'll go back in my life. Has anyone else ever told me this before? Um, I examine relationships, whatever it was. And I don't think I've ever had anyone say that to me, but whatever feedback that is you're getting from someone else, I'd say examine it not to take it in and, you know, dwell on it, but examine it closely and see, because guys, anything, any label that someone else is putting off you, even if it is just a perception and it's not actually who you are. You can control perception too. And guess what? The more you control perception, the more you have leverage to get your message out to the world and the masses and communicate better. Um, that was a big lesson for me. So I do think that there are a lot of scammers out there and you have to beware. Um, but follow people, um, research them, listen to what they say. If it resonates with you, Um, I would
0: look into talking to them
1: further. Thank you. Um, That answer is a long-winded
0: answer. I I like the long-winded answers. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Not everything is always simple. Sometimes we need long-winded answers and different stories, so I appreciate your stories. Can you tell us about, now I want to transition it to how you got into, because like most of us, like this is the typical story, right? We want to, Financial freedom like this is the typical story that I've heard financial freedom. How do you do financial freedom? Oh, real estate is like one of the best vehicles to do it, right? I want to get involved in real estate I'll become a real estate investor. Oh, it wasn't as easy So guess what? I'm gonna become an agent and I can kind of do a mix between or something. I can leverage my mindset skill set in two sets some way so help us understand like how Like take us through your journey and like how you went from like hey, I'm just a real estate investor, or I'm just a real estate agent, to owning an actual business, like the theme of today's uh, podcast.
1: Okay. In my mind, I had a diagram for this. I would like, you know, the evolution of like primates how, into a man. Like yes, how it, how it, how it yes. And we can all see that. I think we've all grown up with that, like in school. Um, mm-hmm. I see real estate agents go through these phases, mm-hmm. and the very issue of entering agents and investors, okay, Mm -hmm. very entry into the industry, they're walking into a room. Okay, let's say that that little man who's evolving, right? Thinks he's Mm -hmm. walking into the room where he knows what's what. Most people have no idea that the room they're walking into is not the room they intended to walk into. Mm -hmm. They thought that they were going to I don't know, Starbucks, and they're in Dunkin', or whatever, vice versa, okay? And the expectation's like, wait a minute, what? This is not what I expected. This is not what I intended to walk into. Um, um, That's something that I constantly, you probably constantly, everyone constantly has people come to them and say, I don't like. I had a friend who owned like multiple Papa John's franchises, and he was like, I want to slow down. I'm thinking about retiring, getting into real estate instead. And I was like, don't do it. I mean, unless you're investing, right, in assets that create cash flow, don't like. He wanted to get it, become a real estate agent and start just like selling houses. And I was like, let me caution you in the beginning, you trade time for money, period. Okay, so we're all this little tiny person, primate, evolving into a big, awesome real estate agent or investor, right? Well, most of the time, people are so confused and confounded and frustrated within their first one or two years. You know, the stats for quitting in the first one or two years as an agent or an investor are astonishing. It's, I think, 75% in the first year and Eighty-three or eighty-seven percent by the second, because they walked into a the room they never, they didn't know they were walking into. Period. End of story. The expectations are off. There's a giant chasm between what people think they're getting into and what they're actually getting into. Any business takes work. I don't care what it is. The thing about real estate that is unique is the sometimes you're dealing with heightened emotions. Um, so, not only do you have to be good at regular sales, you're dealing with human beings that have serious problems, the biggest investment of their lives. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that you need to be good with people. You got to think again. The second thing is the sales cycle is so long. I mean, you can meet a buyer today that thinks they're ready, that really is six, 12, 18, three years. I mean, I'm just getting a listing that I'm working on for four freaking years. And it ain't high end, okay? But that's what it takes. And people don't realize that. So there's this expectation that you're gonna come in, you're gonna have great hair, great legs, great, all this, and people are gonna flock to sell their house. Well, that's not how it happens. And, and you have to know legion, you have to know marketing, have to have systems you have to have a market differentiator you have to be consistent you have to know conversion so on and so forth and the mindset you have to have so much tenacity and i'm not trying to scare people this is terrible if me from the middle of nowhere east texas between two How farms with adhd and ocd and all the things can learn to do this anyone can but you actually have to it would probably be great for you to understand what you're walking into Um, and that is a business that will probably take you at least two years to get to where you feel like you've mastered level one, because there are levels now. Some people can do it faster than others. And, um, one thing that I will say is I know people who are doing a crazy amount of transactions and still don't own a business. They're just cool, not sleeping and constantly working. And I guess we would just, as people need to decide if that's the kind of life and I see them apply their solutions a lot of times.
0: So one of the things that you do, if you, you become that reluctant coach and you've created a product, real estate agent flex, can you tell us about that? Please, how it works and you know, then eventually I want you to tell us one of your favorite like stories around that. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, so these hundreds of coachings that I've done. Um I basically noticed a pattern straight out the gate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with the cash flow quadrant, but it actually went in tandem with the different levels of like business ownership, exit strategy, uh, you know, being an employee, self employed, business owner versus, you know, an investor. And the issue is that level one of being in real estate, whether you're an investor, a wholesaler, or an agent is mastery of actually owning the job. That's like level number one. And then the like level one and a half is beginning to start to own business. Okay. Um, but essentially from these hundreds of coachings patterns emerged and there were these five things over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, I coach people doing over 160 deals a year and I coach people who hadn't even closed one yet. And all of them had at least two of these air quote problems. They're not problems. They're really just gaps. I and mean, it's not even a problem. It's like nothing to be ashamed of. we all, we all tried to figure this stuff out. And, and here it is um i call it like basically um the the five flex right um leads if you don't have leads you've got nothing that's like the lowest hanging fruit we kind of all know that um what a lot of agents are missing is value add like how are you different than other agents if you think that your value is the air quote knowledge that you got from real estate school and you can open doors. We've got problems. I love you, but you got to find someone to help you discover why you're different than the other agent, okay? Not just even the other agent, you had to develop your skills because people have information now that they didn't have back in the 1980s. We cannot just be door openers that's why the industry has a bad rep i mean it's just it, plain and simple value add how are you different that's number two systems this is like the big one because the systems are your first like this is your stairway to level two baby like if you're mastering level one your staircase is systems and it provides you so much leverage the agents that I coached that were crazy top producers. Okay. Um, didn't have hardly any systems. And if they did, their hands were so dadgum micromanaging that I was like, no wonder you're like suffering. No wonder you want to quit boo. It's because you you gotta learn to like develop yourself to develop other people. And technology. And if it's not something that you can do, you need to hire it out. Um, that's part of what my company does. We actually build out systems, and it's not our CRM. We actually do that in the agent CRM for them. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Systems are critical CRM technology. All right. Um, the other one is conversion. So you can have. This one is basically the linchpin of everything. If you can have leads systems and a value add, if you cannot convert your clients, okay, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because if you cannot convert them to number one, liking, knowing, trusting you. And then if you want to be a leader of the situation and have authority and be an expert, Then you got to learn to have that value add in place. So you're not just likable because I like my Starbucks lady, but I don't want her to sell my house. I like my mailman too. We give him presents, but I don't want him to sell my house. Like that's so many times where agents stop on the conversion wagon or the value add wagon. There's like, I want to be likable and I want them to trust me. That's great. I've worked with agents in the business for 30 years. Their clients are pissed off within a week because they didn't position <laughs> themselves as an expert. And I'm like, oh, we can do this. We can do this, guys and gals. All you have to know is a little trick to uh, a system. It's not a trick, it's ethical. Okay. To position yourself as an expert is everything. To be able to convert. Okay. So leads, systems, value add, conversion. Conversion matters, kind of goes hand in hand. It, it helps you to have a value and to convert. And last but not least is consistency. Everybody's thing is consistency. And I get it. Life happens. And I feel like when I met with agents, sometimes in the past, they will um, be like, you know, my family member just doesn't understand. Like I run a business here. But now that I have some free time, you know, I'm all of a sudden doing all these extra things for the household. And, And this is with men and women. like. I coach men and they or i'm taking grandma to the doctor and all my siblings have nine to five jobs just like let me do it now and i'm like that's called boundary setting different coaching topic but we'll get there but you have to be consistent whether you are consistent 12 hours a day like i was and i was trying to figure all this out for 16 hours a day like i was sometimes or four you protect it and you be consistent and the more that you increase your leads and your ability to convert and your ability to communicate a market differentiator and leverage systems, what the more your consistency pays off. And that's how you become a top producer. Does that makes sense.
0: It does make sense. All right. Uh, tell us where we can learn more about real agent flex.
1: Yes. So. It's a brand new thing. Um, Like I said, I was a bit of a reluctant coach and I thought about launching it last year, but I really wanted to ask agents what they needed and um, did a lot, a lot, a lot of market research. So you can connect with me personally at um, Jenna Harris hernandez on Facebook, or just look for the Real Agent Flex on Facebook. Um, And ultimately that real flex is getting your life back. And that's what we're all about. Like, yes, transforming your business will transform your life. Um, And I have lived through that and I have, that's literally like the culmination of my story. And ultimately I didn't have a choice. And you have a choice to decide to work smarter um, over harder. And it's really just a few tweaks, some focus, some framework and implementation um, in your mind that will help you get there. But yeah, you can connect with me there. Um, and I'd love for y'all to come on that Facebook page. We're going to do a lot of lives. We're going to do a challenge soon. Um, and just get to know us and get some free value and and I'd I'd be honored.
0: Thank you. If, so this is like a selfish question I like to ask for myself, oh, yeah, really but great. I also like to ask for the audience, right? Because sometimes people want free information or even pick your brain and they do nothing with it. And it's like, well, think about how you can serve someone else. So how can someone add immediate or direct value to you or your business? Um,
1: oh gosh, it's a great question. I, I, uh, don't know that I've ever been asked that question, but really just, I mean, I would love to engage with more people. Um, I'd love to engage with more people. I'd love to get this message out there because and this would be the thing that I leave you with. And it is dark and it is serious, but if you ever wanna hear more of my story, you can come on to that page and find me. But learning how to change my mindset um, through the tactics that we teach in that program and learning how to change my business according to this framework. Um saved my life. I was so burnt out and so exhausted from the overwhelm of success and being owned by my business that I had considered taking my own life for two or three years. And I'm not that type. Like I i was never that type in the past. I had some anxiety and depression, but it was very normal levels. And when I knew that I had this message out for men in the Dallas Fort Worth area that were even far and above, some of them far and above more successful than I was, took their own lives in the real estate industry. And I was like, I had a message that could have helped them. And it just, it like killed me. And I was like, I have to get this message out there um, because it can totally change, um your business and it can also change your mind and therefore it will change your life. And so, um, I would love to just have any opportunity that I can to share this with people.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, so I normally ask that question because I think about how I can add immediate value as well as like anybody that gets in touch with, watches the video or the podcast, how they can add value. So my offer is, I see you recommended Jeremy, is that your husband? Yes. Okay. So you recommended Jeremy, I would love to have him on to talk about like how to make video content more engaging. But one of the things that I can do, I know this is like, we're not jumping around or anything like that on our video, but one of the things I can offer to you is I can send you the full, the raw recording of the podcast and you know, you and Jeremy, you can do like whatever you want with it to get the message out, take clips and do what you need to do with that. So just, Yeah, just email me uh, to remind me I'll send you over the raw stuff. I can probably send it over as early as today and we'll get it sent out to you. Okay. I love that.
1: I would appreciate Uh, that so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you could give what's one piece of advice you would give someone just starting out in the field.
1: Um, Become Mm self-aware and define what success means to you Okay. not what it means to everybody else not what it looks like on everybody else not the highlight mm-hmm. reel because if you don't know what you want and where you're going you're never gonna get there
0: thank you thank you and, and success to me is like spending time with my family spending time with my kids working remotely that's success to me and some people are like jerome you don't go out and do all this stuff because I have my own definition of success and that's what it is, right? So I appreciate you sharing that. What are three books you recommend to the audience and why?
1: Oh, I love books. Okay. Um, I love Extreme Ownership. Okay. Um, amazing. It's written by two Navy SEALs. That really changed my life. Um, this is kind of a spiritual one and it is written for women, but I love the best, yes. That really helped me start letting go of opportunities that did not align with my life goals. Um, And Um, there's so many, oh my gosh. Um, I love Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. And why? Uh, Really, just the power of not stopping and overcoming.
0: Got some more, you want to give us some more?
1: Um oh gosh, I have such a huge long list, I wouldn't know where to start. But I think um I do love the one percent rule, I believe what it's called. I love that. Anything by Russell Brunson, love it. Um anything by Myron Golden Obsessed. He is my I found him like three months ago. I have binge watched everything and I'm obsessed beyond belief.
0: So thank you. I I just I just discovered uh Myron Golden and I haven't gone that far yet but i just discovered him. so Dude. yeah i like your stuff so far
1: yeah it's gonna change your life Yadi's you right. book i'm halfway through it and i have dog-eared like almost every page <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's worth nice. 100 i'm kidding all
0: right uh where can listeners find out more about you online
1: so right now right now I'm not famous just coming out the gate really sharing this model with everybody so really that facebook is the first place to go cuz we are building a website we're building all the things um but that facebook page should be where to go for the time being and we'll probably have more announcements as it rolls out and we are starting a youtube channel um but really just kind of rebranded some old content um not old it's stuff that I do every week um for that youtube channel but it's not rebranded yet so
0: okay we'll on uh, i sent you a I, they wouldn't let me add you on facebook but i sent you a message and hopefully yeah. you can respond and then i can add you they said i don't you don't know that person so you can't add them so
1: that's so uh, but, weird okay, um,
0: well, what's one question you wish i had asked you and how would you have answered oh
1: gosh i love organic flow so I didn't really have anything that I wish you had asked me necessarily. Okay. I, I kind of like the flow of things. Okay. Um, I can't think of anything. I'll probably think of something later, but I don't want to like yeah. make everybody sit here while I think about it. I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> no problem. If you could close us down with one word, no explanation, what word would that be? Um, freedom. Freedom. All right. Jenna, this has been excellent. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your patience, as well as sharing your message with us. Um, I'm going to close us down. I'm going to chat with you for about five, three or five minutes. And then, you know, so thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All
0: right.